0: Welcome to the Anti-Stress Club for Dreamers. I'm your host, Casey Arnold, founder of Big Ass Ice Coffee and full-time marketer. I'm so excited for you to get inspiration from today's dreamer, who's also an entrepreneur. Sydney Nunn is the owner and curator of Simply Placed, a curated home decor store in Beverly Mass, north of Boston. Really quick warning on my audio here, at times during this episode, it feels like I'm yelling into the microphone, just roll with it, I'm figuring it out okay new beginnings enjoy what makes me so excited to talk to you sydney is that like me used to work in corporate tech namely amazon and made a drastic career change in 2021 to opening up your own business so we're kind of sitting in simply place right now on the couch it's so cozy and so cute <laughs> <laughs> so how was simply Place born
1: Yeah, I think it's always been in my gut. I always knew corporate wasn't my end-all be-all. I just, since the first day I walked into the doors of corporate America in New York City, I was like, nope, this is not going to be fulfilling. I feel very robotic. I don't feel like I'm serving anybody. I've met phenomenal people and learned the foundation to running a business, even though I didn't know that was happening at the time. Right. But I I just knew it wasn't my end all be all. So like flash forward 10 years, I was literally in corporate America for 10 years, which seems like a blip because it was all in my 20s. So it seems like a blip. And I kind of jumped around for different reasons, but was really all in the agency and marketing field. Got it. So I did that and it really wasn't until I moved to San Diego just to kind of find myself And I did that, came back east, landed in Boston, and I kind of just had this new outlook on life. I was mid-20s, maybe 26. Just felt super confident in who I was. Was still in corporate America, but I was just talking to you about this. Like, I don't know, instead of working all of those hours, getting into the office at 7, bringing work home, not really having a life, getting paid, you know, A salary. Punching a clock kind of thing. Punching a clock kind of thing. I kind of just changed my mindset and I was like, you know what? I'm really good at my job. I show up on time. I'm going to take that hour long lunch break and do something for me. Or I'm just going to show up at eight o'clock and I'm going to leave at six and not work and not open my computer at night. I'm going to watch my trashy TV and I'm going to have a life. So that kind of like pushed me. It kind of balanced me out. And then like, I don't know, I just think I started noticing people in my day-to-day life, like people at the gym. We were just talking about trainers, leaving the financial world and becoming a trainer, like going from a salary up here to a salary down here in a completely different field, and they absolutely loved it. And they loved it and people were going there because they wanted to be there. And I just think all these little light bulb moments were happening, didn't know what to do with them, But I was paying attention to them. And I think that's like also my biggest advice to people. Like this just doesn't happen overnight. Like you really have to be in tune with just little things. Like little things that bring you joy. And going to that gym when I was in corporate made me happy. It made me happy. And I was like, I want to be here. The trainers are around people that want to be here. I want to create a space that I want to be You know?
0: Totally. Does that make sense? Yeah, it makes total sense. So that's
1: kind of how it was born. And then I got let go from a job. I was 29, just moved to Danvers with Zach, who's now my husband. And I was like, oh, fuck. Like, this is embarrassing. Like, you know, usually, oh, my god, I'm 30. I finally made it. I feel secure in my job. This is my career. I have a good income. Like, that's kind of what everyone dreams about. That's kind of what we're bred to dream and I was like oh I just got let go from like a really great company and I was kind of going through like a little bit of an identity crisis like you're just like holy crap was I not good enough it's just an experience that I never thought I would have but and
0: obviously- you weren't necessarily unhappy in it either it sounds like too like sounds like you had kind of it's not like you were in tech working this like nine to five type job and you were like I need to get out of tech you just you had this realization when you were let go that like you needed to find a next step yeah and I
1: think it was like I always say I don't know why I use this phrase but it got me off the hamster wheel like getting let go I mean I got a good severance package and I always mention that just because it allowed me to just take a step back like I was financially okay to take a step back for two months. And I know that's not everyone's story. And everyone has a different story, but this was mine. So I decided to take my severance, move in with zach and i was like i'm gonna read a book i'm gonna read five books didn't do that i ended up getting a job at anthropology um, Oh, because
0: i didn't know that yeah
1: so i actually got a job at anthropology
0: yeah I worked. just because you like found so much joy going in there as a customer yeah
1: so i well i worked there in college for like a hot second got it um, okay. so i worked there in college so i kind of knew that it brought me joy and every time i went in there Just the smell, the people, it was beautiful. Like I would go in and even after working there, I learned that people literally just go into the store to like look at their merchandising because it's so beautiful. It was a really like magical place. So I remember interviewing for Anthropology, and at the time I had said it was the manager. She's been in retail her whole entire life. And I just remember this because it was really funny. I was like, yeah, I'm going to open a store, a retail store one day. And she was like, yeah, that's everyone's dream. And I was like, "Mm -hmm, but I'm actually going to do it, you know? And I don't know. It was like this fire inside of me. Again, I came back to Boston. I had this confidence. I just, I think you really just need to know yourself and understand yourself. And I also had a great partner, Zach, who I remember turning to him one day. I was like, I'm opening a store. And he was like, that's great. I think you should. Like, as easy as that. And anthropology taught me that I could do it that I liked being in that environment I was supposed to work there like two days a week I think I worked there like five. Oh wow met like amazing people like in the holiday season and even then I was just observant of how they were receiving packages how they were unboxing packages like their whole inventory system like in the back having all the different bays and rows of keeping extra product how they marked down things like It was just fun for me. It was really fun to learn that side of the business.
0: So I was just like mentally taking notes. And what's so interesting too, because you said that you became so obsessed with the retail side Mm -hmm. of things. How did you know that you wanted to open a home curated store?
1: Yeah. Great question. How did I know? I think I actually do know. So I guess, flash forward a little bit. So, I worked at anthropology for like two ish months. And then I decided I was going to open a store in a year and a half. And I knew I had to get another corporate job, right? Like, I knew this wasn't, I mean, I could have worked at anthropology, I'm sure, but financially, health wise, all the things, I was like, I'll give corporate one more go knowing that I'm going to leave in a year and a half. So right, like my but you whole had a different goal that you're different.
0: working towards. right? My
1: whole mindset was different. I actually re reached out to the company that I had an offer from when I had Amazon's offer as well. So it was between this company and Amazon. And I went to Amazon for a thousand different reasons. The paycheck, the name, all the things. And I didn't go to this company just because I didn't feel like it was a right fit at that time in my career. The second time around... You know, I took the salary cut. It was totally fine. I just wanted to be around good people. I knew they cared about me. And this is something I said when I was deciding between both companies, too. Zach was with me. I was, like, doing a Venn diagram type thing. And I'm a very empathetic person. And Zach had just met me. So, like, he was keeping his opinions to himself and just kind of letting me make my own decision, which I love that he did that but in hindsight he really should have went with the other company because of my like core values like it was a great work-life balance again the people were just nice and they knew you were human um not saying that amazon wasn't like that like at all but there was just a more family oriented aura about this other company so I was in the right space at the right time. I think I'm one. And even to this day, like when we just did Snowport and for the holiday season in Boston. And it's like all these new things that I get to experience being like a business owner in business for a year and a half. I've learned that I'm the type of person that I need to experience it. Like everyone's like, you're going to kill it in the holiday season. You're going to kill it at Snowport. And I'm like, I don't know. I don't know if I'm gonna kill it until it's all said and done. Until I look at the numbers, until I do it, I don't know. I I don't have that confidence. So like, until I did Amazon, until I was making that money, until I, you know, got that sales job that I never thought I would get. Like I always knew I was not a salesperson, and I got the job. I went through that rigorous interview process. I made it through. I was like, oh, can I? Do I have the chops to do this? I guess I do making the salary I never thought I would make at 29. Truly, I was like, wait, they clearly see something in me. But until I I did it and got out of it, like I wouldn't have learned what I learned. And I wouldn't have gotten off that hamster wheel to realize this isn't
0: fulfilling. A hundred percent.
1: I don't know. Everything that's, I think my other piece of advice, I'm a person that, takes the good, the bad, the ugly, and tries to learn a lesson from it. I'm like, this shit's really hard right now. This is really, really hard. But what is the universe trying to teach me?
0: So cool that you said that, too. Yeah. Because I just changed the name of this podcast to the Anti-Stress Club yes. for Dreamers. Yes. So it really... It, building a business, especially, is the most stressful thing ever. You see all the yeah, memes. That's really so like, because
1: I'm like, I'm a ball of stress and anxiety, <laughs> yeah. all the time,
0: right? Which is just comes with the territory when yeah. you're working on something that you're passionate about. But at the end of the day, like having that that mantra that this is the yeah. universe's plan mm-hmm. and it's all unfolding the way exactly the way it's supposed to be, and I'm working exactly. as hard as I can that relieves a lot of the stress. It does. I think whether it's true or not, it's so helpful to just think that way and know that like whatever next step you're making is a next step. Yes. And that kind of removes that stressful feeling you might have. Something I really want to know too, because this was, this is a challenge that I had when I started my company is, so you had this idea of Simply Placed, like you knew that you wanted to open a retail space. Mm -hmm. What was your first step into putting that dream into action?
1: Yeah, great question. So this is like a multifaceted answer, but I got my new corporate job right in January of 2020. So right before COVID, right? So I got my new job then. And right off the bat, I mean, I knew I was going to be there for a year and a half. So I launched my Instagram. My Instagram in the beginning was very bloggy. Like I didn't have a retail store, right? I wasn't buying inventory yet. So I was just doing my normal day-to-day stuff and being like, and my goal, my end goal was, okay, like, our, can I grow my audience? Do people like what I'm wearing? What, how I'm styling my home? Like taking them on Target trips or taking them on home goods trips and being like, okay, this was my home goods haul and this is how I styled my shelf. Like, were people liking that content? kind
0: of like your concept testing. Yeah, and
1: it was just like me kind of like going through my own life. And yeah, like concept testing and like what I learned, which I knew I was going to learn, but it was like it came to fruition was that people don't know how to – like I can go into home Goods like with my eyes closed and pick out really good pieces and know where they're going to go in my home, but people don't know how I to cannot. do that. Like, Absolutely,
0: I cannot. Exactly, and I was <laughs> yeah. like,
1: Oh, like this is actually a skill of mine. And I think that's another point to like hone in on about my story is I would go through corporate and you would get asked these interview questions like, what are your skills? And I'm like, nothing. Like, I don't know. I love people and I love talking and I love forming relationships. Like I'm not good at Excel I've learned an if statement how many times. I still don't know how to do an if statement. It was a really hard question for me to answer. So finally, I was like, this is my skill. Like picking out cute clothes or picking out awesome home decor and styling it. And people, there was a niche in the market that I was kind of observing that, oh, I can like go into people's homes and organize their closets for them or style their empty shelves for them that have been blank since they redid their home, you know?
0: So you created your Instagram and you started learning this. Did you create your Instagram around home decor and things like that? Or did you Or what did you create it around originally?
1: Kind of. It was kind of just like sharing everything. Got it. I would share like what I was eating. It was kind of like a lifestyle blog. Got it. Not really anything to do with Simply Place. Because again, I'm trying to remember. I think I was not keeping it a secret from corporate. I mean, I definitely was. So even as we were getting closer to opening the store, like I was careful about what to post on the Simply Place Instagram. So it was honestly a little bit of everything.
0: It was like Sydney. It
1: was Sydney. And you were
0: realizing as you're doing it that like Sydney is curation and styling and home and things like that.
1: And people are loving this and gravitating towards it. And I'm posting links of like my Target sweatshirt and like, you know, things like that. So it gave me the confidence that I was putting things out there that people were liking. Like people were needing this. Like there's thousands of bloggers and there's thousands of people that do interior design and organize homes. But for whatever reason, like people in our community wanted this. So that's kind of how I started gaining confidence that this was going to work. I mean, I was doing it regardless. So I knew that's how I started gaining confidence. And then from there, I talked about this a little while ago. I met with SCORE, which is like a nonprofit business coaching. And then just reaching out literally to any woman business that I followed in the North Shore area. And like these were women that are now my friends that I would just follow on Instagram. And I was like, holy shit. Like you have these awesome followers. Like your follower count's awesome. Like it's really cool. And you have your own business and you're a mom and you're doing this. And I would just like DM them. Be like, hey, can we sit down? And I think that's what you need to do. Like, I kind of had no shame in the game. And if you didn't want to talk, you didn't want to talk, but I never really ran into that. I really found that this community, especially on the North shore of women owned businesses, is really, they're like a family and they're willing to offer any type of advice. I remember going into like local boutiques and they were connected to me by friends and things like that. And they're like, yeah, like she'll talk to you. And you know, I walked through her back room of inventory. It was a clothing store. She showed me like on her computer, like how she was buying. And if something comes damaged, like what's the slip that you fill out? Just all of this stuff that I would never know, but I retained like really easily. So I just started asking questions and that also gave me confidence because they're like, oh, you like know all these answers and you're actually like really ahead of the game. They were like, I didn't know any of these answers when I opened a business. So I was like, oh, okay. I'm kind of on the right track. Yeah. It's good
0: advice too, because I feel like it can be really scary to ask people questions about their business because I'm always worried that I'm going to come off sounding like I don't know anything. I don't know what I don't know. And they're such an expert in that field. So it's always so intimidating to ask, but now I'm completely over that because everyone I talk to and ask, questions about their business you know we were talking about crowdfunding yeah saying have you ever crowdfunded or even talking about like I want to crowdfund one day yeah you were like oh I should connect you with this person exactly. and people just are willing to offer that information to anyone who's looking to to do something similar. Yeah. It's not like anyone's gatekeeping being an entrepreneur.
1: No, and sure, there's like people out there that that will, and that's completely fine. You know, like I've that's completely fine. But in my experience, no, it's it's like a knowledge share, and I'm so grateful for that. But that's why like my door is always open and I'm the first one to say, like, I, I don't know. Like again, I think I started this podcast saying I don't have a background in interior design, I don't have a background in retail. This is literally my first store. I Googled the shit out of everything, like how to start my POS system. Like, I literally, before I opened, I think I was up at 3 a.m. in the morning and I was opening the next day and I I didn't know how to work my POS system. I didn't even know if my first transaction was gonna go to my bank account. Like, that's ridiculous. But I didn't know. And I mean, it's actually
0: not ridiculous at all to me because I totally know what you mean. It's
1: always the most important. Right. That's the last step. But yeah, I.
0: You can find it on Google. And, and it's you could okay. call
1: customer support right. and you figure it out. But like, I would say probably once a week. I mean, I have like my handful of girlfriends that have retail stores or, or have their own business or whatever. And I'm like, I mean, I just figured out how to put things on sale on Shopify. And I was like, hey, like, how do you put things on sale? And we just like talk about it. And there's no, I don't know. It's just really great. So long story short, Instagram that gave me the confidence talking to other businesses and women and score just being like score gave me a list of how to open a business like literally you could probably go online and print it out and it's like get your tax id get a separate credit card like all get a separate bank account like start building credit there make sure everything's separate just kind of everything
0: what kind of kept you going through i just loved it
1: yeah i loved it so much and i had so much support from like family and friends they were just like I think even like both family and friends they they knew that I was supposed to do something else and once I uttered the words of a retail store and a business owner they were like we never thought of you as a business owner I never thought of myself as a business owner like I do so many things wrong like can't even get to a restaurant like like there's just so many things like my friends would probably laugh at me but once they heard it and once they heard what I was doing they were like oh yeah like this is what you're supposed to do so that kind of kept me going and I just had this light bulb moment in myself like I just I think I said it on Instagram when I was doing a Q&A I was like you just need to feel it in your bones that you are ready for this like it is really hard and it is really challenging. I mean, there's challenges that I predicted and there's a lot of challenges that I never thought would happen in my first year of business that were really debilitating and that I learned from myself um, about myself. So I just have to say you have to just move forward with confidence.
0: Yeah, because it sounds like you learned from doing like you I learned from doing put that dream yeah. into action mm-hmm. and then now. Now you're the person that when I ask around and talk to different entrepreneurs, I'm not even kidding. Nine times out of ten, they're like, Oh, have you talked to Sydney from Simply Place? I'm like, Yes, I have. Oh my gosh. So many (laughs) and so many people do say that I'm not even kidding. So it's so cool to see and hear that you were on the other side of that because somebody looking on the outside would say, you know, like I remember so many of my friends were saying, Oh, is that Simply Place in Beverly that I saw in Snowport? And and you know you're just getting so big now and so successful and it's really cool to hear that you were on the other side of that and I it was just an like idea on in your brain
1: that. like yeah and I think and I love that and like it's so wild to me like we're so so small but when I hear that I just think I think I have a really relatable story and I never want to alter that I am nobody special Like, I think my husband and people that love me will disagree, but I am truly nobody special. Like, I didn't ask mom and dad for money. Like, I saved up my own money for this. It was a dream. I I took a bet on myself, and I, I think anybody can do that, and you just have to start. I think everyone's like, well, how do you know? It's like, you'll know. You're, you're going to listen to all those cues, and it might take years. It took me years. It took me 10 years. Like, go back to, like, the beginning of my story in New York. I knew walking into this corporate building was not for me. Going to these, like, happy hours was not for me. Like, they were pieces that I loved, and I listened to the pieces that I loved, but I didn't know how to connect them all together
0: until I got let go from a job. So That's a good point. So in terms of thinking of, like – somebody with a dream or somebody who's stuck mm-hmm. or feeling I don't know maybe they're not necessarily walking into a building and thinking that they don't know that that they know that they don't belong there. Yeah. What is your advice to someone who has a dream?
1: Take a step back.
0: Take a step back. I can probably get emotional over this,
1: but it's again I go back to being let go from that job it forced me to take a step back and realize like what I wanted in my life I mean here was a person that I was dating at the time that I knew was going to be my husband and he has his own business and his friends have their own businesses so that really helped but it forced me to take a step back being like what do I want to do like do I want to for the rest of my life, keep saying, "Oh yeah, I'm like a manager in corporate America," which is fine. Which is fine. Please don't get me wrong. Like that is completely fine. But it didn't. I always hated that question, like, "What do you do for a living?" Because I'm like, I never felt connected to the answer. Of right. That it wasn't question. sitting in it your wasn't gut, Sydney. right? like, mm-hmm. it wasn't. Oh, cool. Like that. Like what? You know. um So We're I was proud of it. Wasn't proud of it. It didn't. For the amount of hours I was putting into that job. It just didn't define me and, you know, through other moments in my life, like life is just too short. So I would say, take a step back, do something for you. There's a point in corporate where I even had a retail job simultaneously because I was doing that for me. I went back to what made me really happy and it was waitressing when I was in high school and I waitressed all through college as well. And I was like, okay, why do I keep going back to that career? You know, like, why did I leave that career? And it was probably because of, like, that wasn't deemed successful, right? I grew up in Westchester, New York, so that wasn't always deemed successful. You had to kind of go into corporate or be a doctor or a lawyer or things like that. But taking a step back just made me realize, like, this is who I am. Like, I love talking to people. I don't mind working weird hours on the weekends or holidays because I genuinely enjoy connecting with people, making relationships. And just being the place that people want to be. Right. As long as you're happy and you're confident, it'll exude. And like people will gravitate towards that. It's hard. It's not easy. Like I I never want to say it's easy. And people see me and they're like, oh, you have such like a blissful life and all of this stuff. And I do. But it's hard. I talked about like there were challenges I didn't foresee coming. In my first year of business, I was like, okay, I'll I'll deal with like money issues maybe and learning inventory and learning pricing. But what I didn't know, which was my biggest challenge last year, were opinions, not being the store for everybody because I wanted it to be the store for everybody and things like that. But it, it taught me we're not for everybody and that's okay.
0: Which is, it's so interesting when you say, too, because this is your dream that you executed. So anyone who's going to feel any any negative way towards it, it's like it's your child, like your baby. Yeah. And somebody insulting your yeah. baby, you know? And I'm
1: like, why? Like, can we talk about it? Right. Like, what's going on? Like, Do let's I, dive deeper. How yeah. can I
0: change it? But you're saying, like, that is not a not. healthy path it's to like- go down.
1: No. And as, and I learned like as we grow and, you know, we're going to make mistakes, like some sweaters are going to sell out and it, it's just things are going to happen. So I think it just really taught me to just block the noise and walk on my own path, not try to be this person for everybody and just focus on simply placed and totally. have like a
0: tunnel vision. So what do you think is next for simply placed? Because from my perspective as a customer and sitting here, it's yeah. like all happened. Yeah. But uh, you were oh, saying no, that there's, there's so, so many more. other things, like you're talking about window displays and yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, any, yeah. all those things that I would have never even thought of. Yeah. So what are you dreaming of next? Yeah.
1: So we, so I really want to take my bookkeeper asking this question. So what are your, what are our goals for 2023? And I started listing off all of these things because I'm a dreamer. So I of course have like a laundry list of things I want to do. And then I started to cry Because I got overwhelmed. (laughs) (laughs) I I can relate to that. I was like, we're going to take a step back and we're just going to be in Beverly and we're just going to run our retail store. That's not going to happen. I'm going to do something. But we're going to run the retail store. We're going to work on our processes. We're going to work on our buying. We're going to just make sure everything is kind of buttoned up. We launched our wedding registry last year. So just like pushing those things that we have in in process our services so like our design services where we can go in your home and style your shelves or even offer that digitally because once we have the dimensions of your built-in shelves and stuff we can just do that and that's obviously learning and talking to people that came in the last year and a half they want that and they love that so focusing on those two services focusing on simply placed dreaming up store number two. Oh
0: my gosh not
1: pushing it but if yeah. it happens it happens like right. this is the year that like if it happens it happens my staff knows I change my mind every single day and like once I get a second wind I
0: don't I don't know what's gonna happen
1: totally but we're just gonna be in it
0: but you're leaving it sounds like you're like leaving room for that stuff to yeah. happen we're leaving while having room for a good growth. baseline goal yeah yeah
1: leaving room for growth But at the end of the year I just want to have processes in place yeah work on our window displays and like make that what i really want it to be but just like
0: curate simply placed more yay oh my gosh well thank you so much this was so so incredibly helpful there's so many things that i can take away from this where can anyone find you or find simply placed like just all the ways that people can engage with simply placed so
1: our brick and mortar is obviously in beverly so we're 281 Cabot Street in Beverly, and it's only like 20, 30 minutes, what would you say, from the city? So yeah. like, not that far. Totally. So you can find us here. You can find us online at com. And like, I'm looking around. Again, my background's in digital marketing, so like a website was very important to me to have so you could find 100 of our products online oh right yeah yes. so even apparel like hair clips home decor slippers literally everything is online um, and ready to ship
0: you ship all over the U.S. we ship all over the oh, that's U.S. that's awesome yeah. okay
1: and you can find all those details online and then Instagram of course and TikTok I say that as like an and. Because we were we laughing last this. week about like,
0: that. Yeah, we are TikTok not is the Gen hard. Z.
1: We are not the Gen Z, but we're trying.
0: Well, you're doing so it give a great us a job. On TikTok. I think okay. you're killing it. Thanks. <laughs> Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. This was great. And we'll sign off. Thanks, Case. That was so good.